0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We're in the middle of the fifth chapter of Maa Sheni, and we're still in the question of Kerem Ruvai, this fourth-year vineyard, which isn't quite orla, because we can eat from the, from the vineyard in the fourth year, but we can't eat from it randomly. We bring it to Jerusalem just like, and eat from it there, just like Maser Shaini. And we're still exploring the parallels between the laws of this fourth year vineyard and Maser Shaini. But in order to carry on exploring these parallels, and in order to carry on learning the Mishnah, we need to just refresh our minds on a couple of concepts, which we've looked at before, by the way, in these Maser and we need to look at a few Psukim. Because remember, the Chazal, when they're repeating the Mishnah, I mean, they actually know the Mishnah off by heart, by the way, but they certainly know the Pesukim off by heart. They know the verses off by heart. And we can't really understand the Mishnah unless we refresh our memories as to the verses. So we will start with the concepts, then we'll look at the verses, and then we'll be able to jump confidently into the Mishnah in the middle of chapter 5 let's take a look at the hierarchy of donations we've looked at this slide many times before we've got gleanings for the poor bikurim first fruits the corner the gleaning the forgotten sheaves there are by, there are by the way gleanings of vineyards too which we're going to touch on today we've got the trimmer between one and a half and two and a half percent we got Rishon given to Levine. and Maaser sheni we've always said is ten percent it's eaten in jerusalem but only in years one two four and five of the seven-year cycle because in years three and six Maser Sheni becomes Maser Ani it becomes poor people's Maser it's not taken to Jerusalem but it's distributed for poor people in the locality let's take a look at the Pasukim, and then we'll jump in to the Mishnah. And the first Pasuk is from Re'e. We've looked at Re'e before when looking at tithes, and it mentions the timetable. At the end of three years, we're going to bring, or you shall bring out. In that year all the tithes of your produce and you put it in your gates and the levi and the stranger and the fatherless and all these people come and eat it and there's this idea of bringing out now do you remember when we learned about shivit we learned there's a certain point when you can no longer store the produce in your house and you have to bring it out to the field for anyone to take from it so the same idea here at the end of three years you have to bring out, well, what are we bringing out? Probably we're bringing out Marser Cheny that we've designated, but we haven't dealt with yet. Maybe we designated it, but we haven't brought it up to Jerusalem yet. Anyway, if it's still in our house, we have to bring it out. And of course, the third year's Marser Cheny is for poor people, as we learn, and, and we, we give it to the poor people. And then when we do bring it up to Jerusalem, we make a declaration. And this declaration is from a parasha of Ki Tavo. If we listen very carefully, we'll hear it on Shabbat. I think it's the um, second. I think it's the second aliyah, second aliyah of Ki Tavo. Listen very carefully for the declaration that you make when you finish tithing, and what you say is. You say that, you, I mean, you, you, you make this declaration when you've made an end of the tithing, when you've given it to the Levi and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow. These are all the people that have no essentially social status the, the gear, the, the father, the, the orphan, the widow. And then you say, biyarati hakodesh min habait. Bi'ur is the same expression that we learnt in the Mishnah of Shavit. It's to get rid of or to burn, to destroy. I've got all the hallowed stuff out of my house. And I've given them to the Levi and the stranger and the fatherless. That's the declaration which we need to make on maaser. Now let's go back to the Mishnah well in a minute we'll go back to the Mishnah we'll see how this is reflected in the Mishnah but before that I just want to show you one more puzzle. this is from Kedoshim and it's about gleaning you can't glean your vineyard to you can't gather up the single grapes they're left for the poor And we're going to see this refer we'll see these ideas the gleaning and the single grapes referred to just as much as we're going to see the biur referred to in this Mishnah. So let's have a look at the Mishnah here. Let's look at the Mishnah now. We're in Mishnah 3 of the 5th chapter. Kerem Ruvai, 4th year vineyard. vineyard. Beit Shammai says the added 5th. Remember we explained that in order to redeem something, we need to add a 5th, actually a quarter in today's money, but the Mishnah always says a 5th. In order to redeem Maser Sheni, we need to add a fifth. And Beit Shammai is saying, for as far as the fourth year vineyards is concerned, even though we do bring it to Jerusalem like Maser Sheni, we don't need to add the fifth. And by the way, the it doesn't have. We don't. We don't need to remove it from the house. And Beit Hillel says, we do. Just like Maser Sheni, everything that applies to Maser Sheni applies to the fourth year vineyard. And Beit Shemai is going to go in the same, along the same lines. Beit Shammai is going to say, yesh lo perit, yesh a lot, The um, laws of single grapes and gleanings apply to them. So the poor can come in and take these grapes and then they can redeem them in the four. they can redeem them themselves. Beit Hillel says, gosh, you know, this is. Uh, the the laws. This is a bit like maser sheni. The poor can't take from the maser sheni. The poor have already had their taking before the maser sheni. So Beit Hillel is saying, look, the fourth year vineyard is just like maser sheni. The poor have already had their take. Everything goes to the wine press, i.e., everything goes to the owner, and then he takes it to Jerusalem or he redeems it. What's the dispute between Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai? Basically, Beit Hillel is saying, Kerim Ruva'i, the fourth year of Inyad, is like Ma Serasheni. And Beit Shammai are saying, hmm, not quite. And of course, the, the halacha, of course, goes like, as usual, goes, goes like Beit Hillel. Having established that principle, the Mishnah is going to ask, well, actually, how does the redemption work? Because we, we can't bring all this stuff to Jerusalem. We need to convert it to money. So how does it work? And we are going to estimate its value. Kate how do we redeem the fruit okay so let's put down a basket in the presence of three we can, we know already if we require three people this is a non-standard valuation if it were an easy valuation we just take the present we just take one value we're taking three values so it's a non-standard valuation he's gonna say how many baskets would a man wish to redeem for himself on condition that he pays the production costs. So the cost we're redeeming is not the full market price. It's just the production cost of the grapes, just the input costs and the and the and the harvest costs of the grapes. And then so we're, we're making it easy for him to redeem. He's not redeeming at full market price. And that's why, by the way, why we need three people, because the market price of grapes is obvious but the production cost of grapes is not quite so obvious and then he puts down the money and then he declares whatever shall be picked from this is redeemed for this money i.e he designates the money for so many baskets and he can then go and pick so many baskets from the field for whatever money he's put down and the Mishnah continues in the same this the next mission is really just a continuation in the seventh year, he redeems it at full value. Why is that? Well, there's no production cost in the seventh year. He's not allowed to work the land. And the Mishnah continues, let's say he made it all ownerless. On- well, we can't. Maybe he doesn't want the trouble of bringing all this to Jerusalem, right? Maybe in the fourth year, he just makes it ownerless. If he makes it ownerless, this is obviously not in the seventh year. I mean, in the seventh year, it's ownerless anyway. But in some other year, some other year that's not the seventh year, he can't be bothered to take this stuff to Jerusalem. He just makes it onerless. Anybody who who picks it can just redeem it for the price, for the for the cost of picking it, i.e. the harvest cost. That's the, that someone who picks ownerless fruit only has production cost, only has harvest cost, not production cost. And then the Mishnah closes. And this is repeating the halacha, which essentially we know from Beit Hillel, in the, in the, the first mission we looked at If you redeem the if you redeem your own reva if you redeem your own fourth year vineyard, you add a fifth. That's the same halacha we know from Master Sheni. You add a fifth, whether the fruit was your own or whether it was given to you as a gift. This is directly parallel with the halach we already learned about regular Cheni and now we're beginning to see a bit really why this rather the rather this chapter about the fourth year vineyard, which seems out of place in a tractate about masehsheni, we're going to see really why we, we can now begin to see why it sits in the tractate of masehsheni because the the halachot are parallel to masehsheni, and we're going to learn and where the halacha is argued it's argued out with reference to master thank you for listening to this edition of the daily mishnah podcast with benedict